Today's episode of the Gotcha 9 podcast is brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen. Check out their locations in Goleta and Santa Barbara and their new restaurant, which just opened up recently in Isla Vista. This episode also brought to you by Gaucho's social media pages. Check us out on Instagram, UCSB underscore baseball. We just hit 15,000 followers, a marquee number. So thank you so much for the, the continued support on, on Instagram. Uh, we're doing our best to give you guys content here during fall of 2020. And then uh, Twitter, UCSB underscore baseball as well, coming in at 18.7 thousand followers. Uh, just an awesome number. Uh, we love the, the the love and support from from the Gaucho family, and uh, we look forward to giving you some more content. Today's pretty pretty basic. We've uh, sit down with David and Spencer to talk about our five scrimmages that we have had over the last couple of weeks. We're coming down to the home stretch of fall ball here in 2020, and uh, we'll give you a preview on uh, who's who's been looking good, what's been going on, and uh, what it's been like with uh, social distancing and scrimmaging. So, uh, yeah, let's get to David and Spencer, talk about some scrimmages. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Here's the 0-2 pitch. And a curveball is swung on him. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Midwest. All right, David and Spencer are here. We are two weeks into scrimmages. How many scrimmages we've had? Five scrimmages up to this point. So in the analytical perspective, you have a small sample size. But we are playing games in a socially distanced environment. I, the, the best thing for me watching these games from the press box has been when an inning ends, it's not like the whole team runs to the same dugout. Everyone, so like the center fielder runs the first base, the right fielder runs the third base, the catcher runs the first base, the third baseman goes to the third base dugout. Like, because we're still separated into their groups, an inning ends and everyone kind of just scatters to their to their spot. And it's been entertaining. It, it took me a few seconds to realize, like, wait, why is Willow running to first base dugout and Willits is going to the third base dugout? Like, what's well, going on? But Well, not only that, but as they... You know, as the scrimmage ends and whichever team comes out on top, you got to take the mound. You got to celebrate with your team. And they're all walking socially distant and doing the air high fives as they pass. And uh, they they were quick to get used to that because um, coach made it clear that you got to got to keep the contact away. So that's been another kind of weird thing to get used to seeing. But at least they're keeping the spirit up. Yes, the, the scrimmages have been spirited. The guys are, are fired up to be out competing with their friends and their teammates uh, and for their coaching staff, uh, and it's been fun. So scrimmages are great because it means that the field is being used in its full capacity, so that puts a lot on my back. And it also means that there's lots of pitches 
to tabulate. There's lots of balls put in play to tabulate. There's lots of hits and pitches and more hits and more pitches and more balls put in play. And since we're short-staffed, it's you guys that are shouldered with calculating those things. So I'm looking over all these spreadsheets that you guys have made. And these spreadsheets have been passed down from the uh, prior analytics team members like Evan Short and Antonio Ortiz. And they have been tinkered with and refined. And they are really, really cool to look at because we do a lot of of pretty advanced things as far as not just so like when I think about the the main thing that we, we don't just calculate defense with errors you know we won't get into the super nitty-gritty but we aren't just saying oh this guy has this many errors we're judging them based on that we have a and I will refer to me and Bob Bronsima's or Bob's uh his way of evaluating defense is an average and and then an ex, or like expected play a plus play and then a plus plus play and so we have a kind of a a graph uh or a a metric to determine uh whether that play should have been made whether it was a hard play and it wasn't made or a plus plus play that was made stuff like that so it's been cool to look through those because i don't know it's it's so hard to judge defense in my eye just because you can't look at a specific number like batting average or ERA or slugging percentage, but I'm rambling. So what we wanted to do here is pick out uh, a few players that have impressed us for the first five scrimmages, and we will start on the offensive side with Tilly, who wants to talk about a freshman who has been very, very impressive, not only in the field with his glove and his movement, but also with the bat, and that's uh, Leo Mosby. Yeah. Yeah. Leo's been awesome getting to watch him take batting practice. I mean, it's, it's electric. Um, and talking to him, he put on 30 pounds. So he, he utilized quarantine very well. Uh, he ate a lot and worked out a lot. Um, and so he was actually able to hit his first home run. Uh, he did not hit one in high school, he told me. So uh, the home run that he hit in our first five scrimmages, which everybody's jaw dropped when he hit it, um, was his first home run that he's hit. Um, which is pretty cool to do too. So, I mean, he's just got some, some really great tools. Um, he's been really fun to watch and it's going to be exciting to watch what he does this year. Well, I'm, I'm shaking my head right now. Cause I still can't believe that he never hit a home run in high school. Um, you had mentioned it after you talked to him after the scrimmage, um, a couple people mentioned it the next day in practice and I, I still just can't believe it. The guy, the way that he's taken, you know, carried himself on the field when he's, you know, taking reps in the bubble or he's on the field, you know, getting some defensive work in. Um, he carries himself very, very well. Uh, you Looking at him, you wouldn't think that he's a freshman. Uh, the way he's competing, you wouldn't think that he's a freshman. But like you said, that, you know, he's been working very hard. Um, I think he... As, as a lot of our players did, used quarantine to their advantage. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's he's looking really good out there, and it's been fun to see him compete and swing the bat because he swings it like it's a twig. And every once in a while, he runs into one and puts it 380 feet to left field. And it's uh, that's pretty cool to see. 
Well, he, he put it over the fence, and I texted you guys saying that that was a bomb. And it only went 386 feet. Only. According to TrackMan, 386, that's, that's a long ways. He hit it over the net in left center. And I had always assumed that over the net and left center is 400 plus automatically. So in my eyes, it's, it was 400 plus, but an, an impressive swing. And, and like Spencer, I didn't realize, I didn't know that that was his first home run. Cause he doesn't look like a guy who never hit a home run before the way he looks right now in, in, in present. So we're, we're looking forward to having Leo on the field in the spring in a gotcha uniform because he's going to he be also had another at bat that comes to mind this fall um i can't remember the number of pitches exactly but i remember it, it resulted in a single up the middle it was like a eight nine ten pitch at bat it was just like a, an impressive at bat to see so he's got that tool where he can he can drive it um out of the yard but he's also got the ability to extend at bats fight off pitches until he gets one that he can do something with and, and put it in play and have a positive result so yeah he's Expect more home runs to come from Leo. Okay, and on the pitching side, we talked to him last week. Chris Troy, he's coming off of Tommy John surgery, and he has looked very strong, uh, not only in bullpens, but in his scrimmage performances. Yeah, uh, Chris Troy, CT as we call him. Um, he's, like you said, he's, he's looked real well. He's, uh, we all know he throws the ball hard, um, not having him – you know, not having him healthy was kind of a big hindrance for us. Um, but now that he's back, he looks just as good as he ever has, if not better. Um, everyone can see that he throws a fastball hard, but uh, I've been really impressed. He's he's worked hard to to get his cutter under control and uh, get a lot of good horizontal movement from it. Um, and then his changeup, he's been working very, very hard on uh, – on kind of perfecting that pitch the best of his ability. And he's thrown a couple that have just been dotted up on the black, low and away. And um, he's been, he's been ringing up some batters with, you know, he's, he hasn't given up a hit. Uh, guys are not touching him. His whip is 0.67 below the team average. Um, he's also got, looks like he's only got five strikeouts. It's not the highest on the team. But um, he's either getting a lot of weak contact or he's putting guys away, punching them out. Um, and he's, uh, he's going to be fun. He's going to be fun to watch. He's got a lot of quick innings so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching him the rest of the scrim. And then, you know, we're, we're looking forward to what we got from him this spring too, later down the road. But for now, Troy's our guy to watch out for. The other guy who I was going to mention, um, Connor Dan, another, you know, Another vet on the team. Um, he's leading the team right now with nine strikeouts, which totals for 17.38 strikeouts per nine. So it's uh, – and that, when you think of it like that, he's it's almost two strikeouts and in. The guy is a stud. Um, his slider is buckling, guys. Uh, and it's cool to see some senior leadership on the mound because we got a, long, a lot of young guys coming in this year and uh, having CT – and Dandy up there throwing a lot of strikes, um, getting plenty of outs and, and striking guys out is, is uh, it's it's great that the young guys can look up to them and, and know what gaucho pitching is all about. All right, the two guys that I want to bring up, Bryce Willets and Jason Willow. 
Willett's a left-hand bat who transferred here from St. Mary's, and Jason Willow, who we talked to a couple weeks ago, a speedy center fielder who has shown a lot of promise with the bat this year. They have both left the yard. Uh, They're both accumulating a lot of total bases. Willow leads the team in total bases so far in the uh, the first five scrimmages, and also Jason is uh, tied for the team lead in hits. So... Those guys in the order, if they are doing damage, Jason, especially if he gets on base, he can run. He's also got, I think, three stolen bases so far. And then Bryce Willett's left-handed bat, always valuable to have in the order. And he had a great A-B against his roommate, Michael McGreevy, and they've been going back and forth. Their at-bats have been extremely fun to watch. because McGreevy, of course, one of the top pitchers on the team, and extremely competitive, and... Michael has been bringing it on the bump. Top velo at 95.7 so far this fall. And they had the last the last at-bat of McGreevy's outing this weekend was against Bryce, and it was went to a full count, and then Bryce took him deep. And they both had a good laugh about it. Uh, so those guys have been, have been fun to watch for me. Well, yeah, just to go back to uh... – McGreevy and, and Willits, you know, they're a bunch of baseball nerds. They they eat, sleep, breathe baseball. Um, so I'm sure the conversations for them at home, they they center around kind of just what what's going through their mind when they're playing. Um, they got the chance to face each other just you know, through the off season as a little bit of practice here and there. And uh so I think Willits kinda he was ready to uh to get his, I think McGreevy had the upper hand for most of the summer and uh, they were going back and forth talking about it. And, and uh, Willis just got the better of him once. And it was, like you said, fun to see those two competing against each other. They're both all about it. Willis, it's great to see him out. He's, uh, he's, he's hitting the ball very hard. He's, he's been pulling the ball sharp down the line. And I fear for the first baseman that has to stand in front of that one because uh, it's getting tricky. Another guy that's hitting the ball hard is Mason Marquez. He's put a couple of balls um, hard on the ground, hard on a line that have been, you know, a couple miles an hour over a hundred. Um, another guy that you don't want to get in, get in front of, uh, Mason Marquez. He's been swinging the bat real well, and I'm sure he's going to make the. Uh, he's going to be pretty impactful this year as well for us. He's really taken a liking to the numbers um, that we get from Blast and from TrackMan. And being able to learn those things from Coach Fontino has really kind of helped him adjust his swing and put him in better positions to be able to routinely hit the ball at 100 plus miles an hour. Um, a 106, like you mentioned, Spencer, leading the team so far this fall in exit velocities. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of good things to come from him too this year. Yeah, I mean, all those guys have been great. The pitchers have have looked great. I mean, there's, there's some... It's a little rough around the edges at times because of the long layoff, and that's expected, and we've got a lot of new players. But everyone is really focused. It's just reminding myself constantly that we are getting ready for another baseball season, and that's really the most exciting thing that comes out of all of this for me because I loved watching the Gauchos in two different ways last year. Like, yes, the pitching is great, Yes, hitting home runs is fine. And I do want to mention also Jeff Barber, who is a freshman, has left the yard, and Marcos Castanon, because we can't go podcast without mentioning Marcos. He has been hitting the ball well. He left the yard uh, over the weekend as well. But 
the two things that I love most about this team are the base running and the defense. And last year, the Gauchos top 10 in the nation in fielding percentage at 9.85. And then they were just like Wiley Coyote on the base pass all the time. And that's, that is Matt Fontino in a nutshell. Like all of this, all of the team stuff, offense stuff that we do at practice is focused on base running. And I just, I love it. It's, it's underrated. It is, it's hard to put numbers on it, but the base running has been sensational. Um, but on the defensive side, like the biggest thing that you guys do is try and evaluate these guys based on those, what we, what I mentioned at the beginning, the, the, the Bronson scale. I mean, we don't really call it that, but we use the Bronson scale on the broadcast. But the the expected plays, the plus plays, like what are some of the things that you guys do to evaluate the the defensive side of things? I think just taking it a step beyond, um, you know, fielding percentage and errors like you had alluded to. So breaking it into a guy's position or to, you know, maybe him making a, a crazy play where he goes through shows a lot of range or makes a throw on the run or something like that versus like the routine play right at him and trying to differentiate between those two and come up with ways to allow guys to know kind of where they stand against each other um, who's maybe made more expected plays versus plus plays on your Bronsmo scale so um, I think that's you know kind of the extent of of what we do with it and there's always room to improve more on it we're looking for ways to add on to you know first baseman do a lot more um, receiving the ball than they do, you know, fielding, it seems like on a play to play basis. So just trying to find some ways to compare guys um, beyond just the simple X's and O's that traditionally show up in the box score. Well, I mean, we take, we take a lot of pride in, in all of our statistics that, that the guys are putting out there. Um, just to shout out the, the SB baseball data, our analytics team, they do a great job of um, kind of taking the numbers that we got and, and, putting them to work through, uh, for example, Bayesian, uh, Bayesian modeling is a chance for us to look into the future and say, okay, with the numbers that he has, we know with a certain confidence what he'll be able to generate. Um, and that's, that's just from tested measures um, and a lot of very brilliant minds working behind the scenes. Um, we know that what our guys produce is, is gonna be true. And because of it, we can uh, we can put them in the best, you know, we can have the coaches put them in the best situation for them to succeed. Uh, one thing you mentioned, and I think that speaks a lot to the organization, um, was that Fontino, he's, he takes a lot of pride in the uh, base running. Um, I hear him say it all the time, fearless, fearless. He, he preaches that and he instills it into our guys. Um, when they're running on the bases, they may look like they're running with their, you know, helmet on fire, but at least it's fearless and they trust their gut. And that goes the same for fielding. If, um, if they even hesitate for a split second out there, um, it's the difference between getting one of the 27 outs you need to, to end the game or giving up a hit and allowing the, you know, the offense to kind of begin to, to dismantle our, our, uh, our pitching staff. Um, he preaches, he preaches instinct. He preaches, you know, fearlessness. I hear him say it all the time. And um, that's, uh, that's what we saw all last year. Guys 
taking extra bases often during the games, um, making stellar plays defensively. Um, and it's all because of, uh, of just, as I said, being fearless out there. Yeah. And, and fearless, that's, uh, it might not be the exact word, but it's what coach Jackets wants the pitchers to be feeling when they're on the mound. And just, I want to shout out some, some pitchers who had some moments during scrimmage this past week. We had Carter Benbrook make a great play off the mound. It was a slow roll up the third baseline. He went into a slide and in one motion up to his feet, whips it to first to get the, the base runner. That was a great play. It's a bold uh, glove play. Yes. <laughs> Rod Boone, he, he's been working up in the zone. He's been getting some strikeouts. Uh, he's He's been funny as well in his comments as he passes me uh, in the dugout. And when he's doing the mound, he's he's been very clever. So that's been good. Uh, let's see, Clayton Hall, he's a newcomer, transferred from Merced College. He's been impressive as well um, as his uh, fellow transfer from Merced College, Mark Sellers. He's got great hair, as well as Hayden Hattenbach, who loses his hat. We'll just leave it at that, Hayden Hattenbach. But he's a good-looking uh, lefty for the Gauchos. And... Last but not least, uh, Nick Welch, uh, another newcomer who had a, a, a solid two innings over the weekend. Uh, he has looked good uh, with his fastball and, and his breaking ball. So those are the pitchers that have stood out to me in, in a couple of moments that during scrimmage. So <laughs> we got two more weeks worth of scrimmage. You guys have anything else to add? I don't no. have anything else. I think we could uh, we could – be talking all day shouting these guys out um, because they are really deserving of, of a lot of recognition. They're putting in a lot of great work and um, you know, there's always more work to be done and we're, we're very happy to, uh, to be helping out behind the scenes as best we can. Yeah. It's tough to believe we're already coming to the final stretch. It feels like just yesterday we were just getting going after a long layoff. So I'm excited to get to see these guys play a few more times before we have to say goodbye for a little bit. Yeah. So down the home stretch we come. We'll have a another fall scrimmage report when we finish up. We'll talk to you guys soon. We'll see you at the yard. David and Spencer, thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thank All right, thank you to our sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen, for their continued support, and thank you to David and Spencer. Be sure to check out the Gauchos on social media, Instagram and Twitter, UCSB underscore baseball, and check out UCSB analytics, SB baseball data on Twitter. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. We have made it to the end of November. Uh, It's a great time of year. There's football on TV and the, the leaves are changing colors. The leaves are finally changing colors here in Santa Barbara. Uh, It's getting a little cooler, but I I just really hope that everyone has uh, a great week and a great day on Thanksgiving uh, and throughout the weekend and just reflect on what this year uh, has meant to everybody and what it's been because I try and find silver linings and I've I've found uh, a lot of silver linings, at least in my life and with the people close to me. So that's what I want people to focus on this week. Next week, we'll I'm not exactly sure what the, the podcast slate is going to look like. I think we're going to talk to Dylan Jones. We're working on getting Shane Bieber. He has been extremely busy, as you can imagine. 
he uh, won the Cy Young, in case you didn't know. So we're, we're trying to get that set up uh, and get Shane on here to, to talk about things uh, in light of being a gaucho uh, with the Cy Young Award. So that's what's on tap. we got two weeks left. We'll have another fall breakdown uh, when we wrap things up, uh, tell you who performed the best and and some some highlights and, and things like that. So that's uh, that's what's going on in, in gaucho land. So, again, happy Thanksgiving. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.